the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Josh Pick is the Chief Investment Advisor with Aptus Wealth Management, a state-registered investment advisory firm. This program is sponsored by Aptus Wealth Management. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell financial vehicles. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals to see if any ideas expressed would fit their specific situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Securities can fluctuate and when redeemed may be more or less than when originally invested. Welcome to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. Every week, Josh will teach you ways to help manage, risk, and protect your retirement income in the new economy. The primary focus at Aptus Wealth is to provide flexible planning strategies that can efficiently achieve your long-term retirement goals. Hi, everybody. Before we get the show rolling, I just want to remind you that you can hear Josh every Monday at 6 with Bruce Hooley on Money Mondays on 98.9 The Answer. Josh, we have a new administration coming into the White House. What what are your thoughts on how this is going to affect the stock market and investing? Well, one question that I get all the time, Diane, is uh, who's better for the economy? Is it the Democratic side of the House or the Republican side of the House? And the answer is, um, historically speaking, at least Democrats have been uh, better for the economy than Republicans, as you look at the stock market, at least. Now, that said, that's just on the surface. If you really dig deeper, what the economy really likes is when the president has a balance of power with the House and the Senate. So when we were entering in the election, you know, I, my initial knee-jerk reaction was, uh, if uh, Biden wins the election, it will not be favorable for the stock market because he's going to negatively impact corporate taxes and make a bunch of tax changes, et cetera. That coupled with the fact that we're just kind of due for a correction. About every six to eight years, there's a correction of some kind in the stock market, and we're coming off the longest bull run in history. So it certainly seemed like we were teed up for a, a pretty significant correction. That said, um, and this is just the other side of the coin, the uh, Senate looks like it's still going to be held by the Republicans. So now you have a very good balance of power. You have a Democratic president, a Republican Senate. Um, unfortunately, I guess this is it sounds rather pessimistic, but the, the market likes a lot when nobody can get anything done. So we're in this scenario where the, the, the president may have a lot of great ideas, may have a lot of things that he wants to get done, but he's going to have an uphill road to get those things accomplished which should temper some of the more uh, dramatic plans that perhaps he had. So we saw once those elections looked like they were playing out, the market seemed to charge. Uh, so it pulled back. And then once those things became uh, reality, the market uh, launched itself back into hyperdrive. So I think we have uh, a bumpy road ahead of us, uh, Diane. It doesn't mean that I think the market's going to be all you know, teddy bears uh, and, and great things for the next four years. I think we have to have a systematic plan. We have to make sure that we have safe money. We've talked about multi, uh, you know, legs on that three-legged stool approach to make sure that we're not completely and utterly adversely affected by solely the stock market. 
but I think that balance of power should favor a lot better than if the entire uh, power was handled over to the Democratic side. So with the the proposed tax changes or the tax changes that the Democrats normally liked, do you see that happening soon then? Well, if you think back to the Trump administration, uh, it took him until well into his first year to implement his tax changes. So I think we have some runway here before he's uh, before Biden is able to actually implement his tax changes. But I think the big one that that people are, um, at least in my world, are most fearful of is this significant change to corporate tax rates. Um, and I know that you know that doesn't necessarily hit. Uh, directly our pocketbook when we think uh, or when most Americans think about uh, the election, they think about what's going to happen to my individual tax rate. But ultimately, when you tax corporations, that does trickle down to the consumer. So I'm a little concerned about uh, more jobs, more industries heading overseas when we seem to be pulling those back in. Um, And then ultimately, those goods and services potentially being either a little more expensive or people losing their jobs. So the corporate tax rate is very concerning to me. The individual tax rate, um, there's not significant changes to the average American, so I don't know that that's going to be that difficult to get through, but I'm sure at some point today we'll talk about Social Security as well. There's some significant changes that he wants to implement there. So now with COVID, we are seeing spikes across the country. What kind of effect will that have on the markets? Well, I think if we had another total lockdown like we did at the beginning of COVID, it would have a dramatic impact on the market. Uh, I think a lot of people would lose their jobs uh, that are still hanging on by a thread. I know in your local economy, you're seeing a ton of businesses uh, going down for the count, uh, particularly uh, retail and restaurants. Um, If there was another lockdown, I've seen some pretty staggering statistics, uh, Diane, that if we have another lockdown within uh, the first month, uh, a gigantic percentage of uh, restaurants will in fact go out of business. That said, um, it seems to me from everything that I read that the prevailing uh, idea is not to go to another full-on national lockdown. As a matter of fact, I read today that uh, Biden's officials are saying that that's not what they recommend. So what the future holds, I don't know. But what I do know, uh, because I certainly don't want to talk completely in theory, if you were nearing retirement or if you were uh, in a position of saving for retirement, which all of us are in one of those two categories, you certainly better have a rules-based approach to that investing. And you certainly should have your, uh, not all your eggs in one basket. You should be spread around, you should be diversified, and you should be prepared for both outcomes. Uh, Outcome number one would be, hey, we've had a great resurgence in the market that continues. Outcome number two would be, uh, we're coming off the longest bull run in history. It pulls back dramatically. Uh, Maybe we have another lockdown, which exacerbates the effects of that natural pullback. Uh, what does that look like for you? Make sure you're prepared. To learn strategies to manage risk and to schedule your own personalized planning session, give Josh's office a call at 614-364-7300. 614-364-7300. And the website is aptuswealth.com. Josh, let's talk about uh, year-end planning strategies. What are some key things that people should be doing or use before the end of 2020? One thing you should always do at the end of the year is look at uh, contributions to IRAs, Roth IRAs, potential uh, Roth IRA conversions. Uh, You know what you've made or what you anticipate you'll make through the end of the year. So certainly take a look at those things. 
Um, another thing that you should always do is look at tax loss, uh, tax loss harvesting and potentially capturing some capital gains. And I, I think that latter piece is pretty important this year as uh, for a lot of people, uh, Biden has already said that one of the things that he's gonna take a look at is capital gains rates, um, increasing the capital gains rate uh, significantly for people in the upper income categories, uh, all the way up to income uh, tax rates. So um, this year might be a great year for you to sell some things that you've been considering selling, but you weren't exactly sure if you should do it this year or wait until 2021. Well. 2020 might be a great year to do it. So uh, at the same time, are there some stocks that you've been wanting to get rid of that have kind of been dogs for you and you might be able to offset some of those gains uh, this year? That's something, Diane, you should do every single year in your non-qualified accounts. So I'm not speaking particularly on IRA accounts in that regard, but I'm talking about taxable non-qualified accounts. Um, this year, I think you've, you've got a little bit more uh, nudge to get that done in 2020 than perhaps in 2021. But something you should do every year. Okay, anything else? Um, you know, again, let's, let's cover that uh, Roth IRA conversion. Roth IRA conversions means that you're taking IRA, pre-tax IRA dollars, paying the taxes on those and converting them to a Roth IRA so you effectively cleanse those funds of taxes forever. So once they're in the Roth, they grow tax deferred, all the money pulls out tax-free. But the downside in doing that is you have to pay the taxes on that conversion this year. Now, uh, that's never a great thing to have to pay taxes on it. But as we look at the changes coming up with the presidential election and Biden going into office and saying he's going to raise income tax rates and change things uh, at least significantly enough that we know it's going to be worse uh, for people doing Roth conversions for the most part than it was this year, this year might be a great, great year to take a look at that. So if you haven't done that in the past or you haven't taken a look at that, a lot of changes happening, potential lockdowns with COVID, COVID resurges, uh, resurging, all the things that we've been talking about. Um, you know, now's a great time to take a look at reviewing your debt. And that reason is twofold. One, uh, obviously protection in the event that things do get worse in the future. We want to make sure that we are actively managing that debt to minimize its impact on us uh, on our day-to-day -day lives. But at the same time, interest rates have plummeted. Now you're seeing you know, 30-year fixed mortgages at under 3%. And in turn, you're seeing a lot of opportunities for reorging debt, uh, whether that's through a home equity loan, et cetera. But now would be a great time to do that before we enter into the uncertainty of 2021. The unfortunate part is when you uh, ultimately need to reorganize your debt, not because you're trying to improve your situation, but because you're trying to preserve your situation uh, is usually the worst time to try and reorganize it. Don't try and reorganize it. If God forbid you lose your job, you're in a difficult spot. That is the time when lenders are not going to be running to your to your savior. So do it now while you're in a, in a strong position to be able to do that reorganization. And then you'll be in a better position. Again, God forbid, hopefully you're not in a, in a bad situation next year, but if it occurs, at least you've improved your situation while you had the best circumstances in your favor. And then obviously just all year end planning. If you haven't uh, done a retirement income plan or you haven't done just a general financial plan, at the end of the year is always a great time to do it. Highly recommend you do that every year, but with everything that's going on, hopefully it's a strong enough uh, kick in the butt to get it done this year.
In your company, you meet with your clients at least twice a year to rebalance portfolios or take a look at things. Always. And we always try to have a conversation uh, towards the end of the year as well. And, and, and the reason for that conversation is all the things we just talked about. Um, you know, if we meet, if your six month review isn't until February, well, the idea of Roth IRA conversions and, and taxed uh, or in a loss, tax loss harvesting and all the things that we just talked about, it's too late. So we have to do those things in November, December. Um, so we make sure in my office that we really temper the amount of new clients that we take uh, in November and December, at least the proactive marketing that we, that we go uh, out and do because we wanna make sure that we have enough time for referrals, existing clients as people that are, that are listening to my show or avid listeners. We wanna make sure that we have the time to be able to allocate to uh, achieving these types of things or making a big difference at the year end. And the Aptus Retirement Blueprint process that you take clients through is a four-step process. First meeting is discovery, uh, all about getting to know each other. Josh, you learn about the client, their goals, all their ideas. Meeting number two is the analysis. The second meeting is about educating the listeners to where they sit financially and whether they're currently on track to reach their retirement goals. Uh, meeting number three is the blueprint where you show how to make sure the financial arrow hits the bullseye for your clients. And then meeting four is implementation. That's when you put the plan into place. And the number to call is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. You can hear Josh every Monday afternoon at 6 p.m. with Bruce Hooley on 98.9 The Answer. It's Money Mondays. You're listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. We'll be back after the break. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. 7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, what do you see that are some of the biggest mistakes that uh, people are making, retirees especially? Well, one is not revisiting their retirement portfolio often enough. So oftentimes, uh, I'll have people come in that uh, set their, if you want to call it, kind of set it and forget it, the old Ron Popeil uh, method. They've, They've picked their investments at some point far in the past. And haven't really revisited them. Um, so you'll have people who are 60 years old that are allocated much like a 40-year-old, which for the last 10 years, quite frankly, Diana served them very, very well. They've had a, a very gr- a risky portfolio. Um, the stock market's done nothing but go straight up. Uh, even with the, the, the COVID drop, we're, we're back above that level. So it served them well. The unfortunate part is it's also dramatically increased their volatility. Now, again, over the last 10 years, that hasn't really mattered. 
But what happened over the last 10 years does not necessarily mean it's going to continue for the next 10 years. And one thing I know for people who are entering retirement, you know, over their over your lifetime, you're going to see 14 instances on average of bear markets, meaning drops of 20% or more. But once you retire, let's say 65 years old, you can anticipate running into another three or four of those uh, again. And the last thing you want to have happen when you're 65, 70, 75 years old is watch your money get pulled back by greater than 20%. So reallocating and putting yourself in a, uh, a position of less volatility is critical. But if you haven't looked at your portfolio over the last 20 years, you might still be allocated like that 40 year old. So I see people come in with far too large of a percentage in high risk assets as assets as they get older quite often. So that's number one. Um, number two, uh, believe it or not, Diane, I see a lot of people that even though they don't need to have uh, high interest rate debt, they do, uh, meaning that they're very financially stable. Uh, they have plenty of assets, uh, a home, et cetera, but yet they're still carrying credit card balances or high interest rate loans on automobiles or, or a, a host of different things, but they're just not managing their debt correctly. Um, so I, I think we alluded to this in the last segment. Now is a great time to discuss uh, or at least investigate uh, how can we better manage our debt position, something we do very often in my office is not only determine how we're going to improve the rate of return on your investments and make sure that your income is predictable and will stand the test of time, but also how do we decrease the amount of spending that we have via bad interest on debt. And then the last one is either not filing for Medicare on time when you retire or not having the appropriate uh, Medicare supplement. When we enter into retirement, the last thing we want is drastically unpredictable medical costs. And you can significantly um, reduce that issue by having the appropriate supplement that you acquired at the most advantageous time. So the last thing you wanna do is forget to get one when you don't need one, and now you need one, and you try and go find one, and you have to go through medical underwriting, et cetera. So not having the appropriate supplement to your Medicare and not getting it at the right time is, is a significant one as well. Let's walk through, a lot of listeners have been listening to you for months now. What is the process that you take a new client through when you meet someone for the first time? Let's go over that. Yeah, meeting one is the get to know you meeting. Um, we call it the discovery meeting because we wanna discover everything about you, what you wanna achieve, what assets you've acquired to do that, what is your savings rate, everything that we could possibly know from whether you have rental properties to uh, a 401k or everything in the middle. So we're gonna find out everything about you in meeting one. Um, meeting number two, we're going to take your scenario, we call it the analysis meeting, everything you gave us in meeting one, and we're gonna show you what your future looks like if you continue down the road that you're on. In other words, you continue saving at the rate that you're saving, you put it in the same vehicles that you've been putting it into, and you have the goals and objectives that you told us, is your arrow gonna hit that retirement target? Um, meeting number three, we call the blueprint. And we don't call it a plan, we call it a blueprint because the planning is what we've done up to this point to come up with a blueprint that is an actionable plan to improve any scenarios that we've uh, identified could get in your way of your goals in meeting number two. So meeting number three, we will give you a blueprint on exactly what to do to minimize risk, 
and maximize your chances of that arrow hitting your retirement target. And then not until meeting number four, will we decide if this is a good relationship for us to keep uh, continue forward. So would we be a good fit for you as a client? And are you a good fit for us as a client? And at that point, we, uh, we call it the engagement. Uh, we move forward. Are you surprised at how many people, I know you had mentioned that a lot of people haven't changed their risk allocation or rebalanced their portfolios, but are you surprised at how many people don't look at this and don't have a professional to help them plan their financial future? Well, at this point, I've been doing this for over 20 years. Nothing really surprises me, Diane, but um, you know, I don't think that you can just say, you know, oh, I can't believe that you didn't, you didn't look at it. I can't believe that you were naive and you've gone down this path. I mean, I don't know the slightest thing about biology or chemistry, or uh, I don't know how to build a bridge. So um, I, I'm not an engineer or a doctor and, and not everybody is a financial planner. So uh what I think is necessary is if I don't feel well, I go to a doctor. And unfortunately, uh, finances are a necessary part of life. So you have to go find your own financial doctor, in this case, a, a financial advisor, an investment advisor, if that's not your thing. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the problem doesn't go away. So you can't just bury your head in the sand and say, um, I don't really like the whole money thing. I, I don't like finance. I'm just going to ignore it. That unfortunately makes the problem grow and get worse and worse over time. So it's something you just have to address. Much like, you know, I, I don't like going to the doctor, but it's a necessary evil. I got to go to make sure everything's okay. So no, it doesn't surprise me the amount of people that don't show up, but I think it is something that we need to do. And I highly encourage that everybody does it. Because unfortunately, much like that same uh, metaphor that I used with, you know, going to the doctor, we all know those stories of people who, ignore symptoms. They ignore things that are going on for a longer period of time. And then we hear the story of, oh, if he just would have went to the doctor five years ago, he would have been fine. But he put it off, put it off, put it off, and then it wasn't solvable. Same thing occurs on my side. The sooner you come and speak with me, the easier the solution will be. Josh's office number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Call to learn strategies to manage risk and to schedule your own personalized planning session. You can also hear Josh every Monday at 6 p.m. with Bruce Hooley on 98.9 The Answer for Money Mondays. And if you miss that, you can always listen to the podcast at aptuswealth.com. So we are looking at uh, some possible significant changes coming for retirement to retirement savings and Social Security next year. What what should we be getting ready for, Josh? Well, Social Security's you know been in the radar for a long time. It's something that needs to be addressed. Um, you know, it looks like the president elect is going to address it. Uh, whether or not what he's going to address it with is going to solve the overwhelming problem is yet to be seen. And by overwhelming problem, I mean Social Security is set to run out of money not long after 2030. And by run out of money, I don't mean that everybody's Social Security benefits are going to go away. There's two ways that Social Security benefits are funded. Way number one is people work, they pay into Social Security, and then that money is in turn sent to uh, people who are collecting social security. In the past, there's been a surplus, meaning the people paying in have contributed more than the people collecting. 
Now that it's been a long time since that surplus existed, but that surplus did build up, we could call it a, a trust fund or an endowment of sorts. And that big pot of money makes up the gap, meaning that the people that are paying in are not paying in enough to pay out 100% of the benefits of the people collecting. Um, a matter of fact, it's about 80%. So about 80% of the, what, you, what uh, retirees are collecting are being funded by workers. The other approximately 20%, and I'm rounding, is uh, handled by that trust fund. That trust fund or that endowment of sorts is set to run out somewhere around 2020 to 2032. So that issue needs to be addressed. Now, whether or not Biden's plan is actually gonna solve that gap is yet to be seen, but he has come up with some changes that he wants to implement. And change number one is those people paying in. At a certain point, when your wages hit a level, you no longer have to pay into social security. And for all intents and purposes, that level's right around $130,000 worth of income. So if you make $130,000 worth of income or below, you're paying in roughly 7% of your income to Social Security and Medicare. And then the other half of it is, it's actually 6.2 to Social Security. The other 6.2 or double the amount is being covered by your employer. If you're self-employed, you're paying both sides. But once you exceed 130,000 roughly of income, you no longer have to pay that 6.2% to social security. Effectively, you have reached the maximum. So effectively, he's created a donut hole between $130,000 of income and $400,000 of income. Now, I know that that does not affect that dramatic amount of people, about 95% of people or more will not fall into this category. But if you are in that top 5% bracket, starting at 400,000 and up, you will have to start paying into social security again, which if you think about 6.2% or double that, if you're an independent business owner, it could drastically impact your taxes from that point forward. So it's something that obviously you need to plan for. And there all there are, at least at this point, it appears, some ways in which you can manage that income. So uh, highly recommend you talk to your accountant if you're in that scenario and see if there's some loose solutions for that. The other thing that's gonna be uh, significantly increased under Biden's plan is contributions to 401k or uh, defined contribution plans. And what he's effectively saying is when you make a contribution to your 401k plan, there is a, uh, a proportionate reduction of your tax bracket. Meaning if you're in the 37% tax bracket and you make a contribution to your 401k, you get a 37% benefit. But if you're in the 15% bracket or the 12% bracket and you make a contribution to your 401k, you only get a 12% benefit. And there's going to be a levelizing of that to some capacity. So people who are in higher tax brackets do not get the full benefit of their 401k contributions. That's one that I really want to keep a close eye on that could make a significant difference for many, many people, not just people in the lower income tax brackets. So there are some significant changes coming down the pipe. Those are just two, um, but uh, there's a lot more to talk about, which I'm sure we'll be talking about over the coming weeks. If you have questions, if you'd like to see how the Aptus Blueprint process can work for you, the number to call is 614-364-7300. 
614-364-7300. More of the Aptus Retirement Blueprint show when we come back. Don't forget, you can hear Josh with Bruce Hooley for Money Mondays every Monday evening at 6 on 98.9 The Answer. We'll be back with more of the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show in a moment. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, how do you help people build wealth when they feel like they're struggling just to keep their heads above water? Certainly, you have to keep first things first, right? So if you've lost your job and you're in a position of just trying to keep your head above water, you have to try and keep your world small. And by small, I mean, you have to handle the things that you need to handle first things first, right? Make sure there's food on the table, make sure there's a roof over your head, et cetera. But once you've got those things covered, whether you're making $20,000 a year or $2 million a year, the answer is the same. And that is a disciplined, consistent approach always wins. Now, the thing that I run into a lot, Diane, is people go, well, I'm going to wait until I get in a better position and then I'll start saving X. In other words, um, I can only save 10 or $20 a month today. That doesn't even make sense to me. I'm not going to do it. That's not going to move the needle. Let's wait until I can save $2,000 a month. Um, you know, it's funny, Diane, I have the same conversation with my kids. It seems like kids these days, they, they want to make, you know, $10 million a year by being some sort of YouTube sensation. And I said, well, why don't we try and like make like $10 an hour first? You know, I mean, why don't we, why don't we start small and work our way up? Well, the same thing occurs when people are talking about savings. They go, well, you know, I'm making $50,000 a year now. I I can't really afford anything. When I make $80,000 a year, then I'll start saving, but I'll save this much more significant amount. And the reality is time is your biggest asset. The time value of money is your biggest asset. So start saving anything that you can. I don't care if it's $5 a month, $10 a week, whatever the number is, start doing it systematically. You will be so surprised how quickly that dollar amount starts compounding up. Um, so my, my biggest uh, motivational speech, I suppose, here is start small, but be consistent, keep fees to a minimum, and repeat, repeat, repeat. Beyond that, um, once you start getting into that point where now I can start saving more and more and more, well, then you have more options available to you. And when you have more options available to you, well, the waters get a little bit more difficult to navigate, but you have the ability to now diversify. So step one and is save anything you can, build up, and build up a, an emergency fund. Once we get past that, start saving towards uh, longer term goals, whether that's retirement or, build, or buying a house, et cetera. But once we get into the longer term goals like retirement, now we start saving into market instruments, et cetera. Once you have the ability to save enough on a monthly basis, and it comes a point where we can diversify to reduce our risk, that's when you should start looking at an actual portfolio, managing that portfolio, speaking with a professional, making sure that you're on the right path. But again, short answer, start small and be consistent. When you say emergency fund, how much with these times that are difficult, uncertain, what should people 
how many months of expenses should people have in their emergency fund? Yeah, the general rule of thumb is three to six months of salary. That said, um, I, I think that's a general rule of thumb, but it's just a rule of thumb. You know your situation. Um, you know how big of a if your house is paid off and you have no debt whatsoever and there's no kids in the house and you're living on two thousand dollars a month but making twenty thousand dollars a month. Clearly, you don't need sixty thousand dollars to survive on two thousand dollars a month for three months. So I think you know it's a good rule of thumb, but do a little bit of legwork on this one and say if if I lost my job, how much money would I actually need to keep the wheels on the bus going? Uh, round for the next six months. And whatever that number is, I think is a, a better number to go by. And it also depends on your industry. You know, if, if you're in an industry where it's very volatile and, and you could lose your job relatively quickly, but it's very difficult to replace your income, you may need more than that. But if you're in a scenario where, you know, your job is very, very secure, and even if you did lose your job, the demand for your occupation is incredibly high, you probably need less than that. But good starting point is three to six months time. To learn strategies to manage risk and to schedule your own personalized planning session, give Josh's office a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. You can also hear Josh every Monday afternoon at 6 p.m. with Bruce Hooley on 98.9 The Answer for Money Mondays. And if you miss that visit, you can also listen to the podcast at aptuswealth.com. Josh, let's talk about we've been coming out of the biggest bull market in history or in it. Uh, how should investors and savers approach uh, the correction that you say will be coming or a bear market? And, and let me be clear. I, it's not that I think that a, a correction is coming in the next week or coming in the next two weeks, but ultimately there will be a correction. There always is. Again, just periodically. The market ebbs and flows periodically. And I'll go as far as to say that not only will we have a correction, but we'll have a bear market. And then a bear market, again, is something is a, is a condition where the market corrects by more than 20%. So uh, we're due. It, it happens. It's not that I think that, uh, you know, the election change occurred uh, is what caused it. It's not to say that, you know, there's any one particular thing that is going to cause it that I can put my finger on. But we're certainly going to have corrections. Now, cooler heads will prevail. Um, and, and I think, you know, Warren Buffett says it best. You don't know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out. Well, you can have really made, you could really have made some mistakes over the last 10 years, been far too aggressive, been far too risky, invested in maybe not the best investments. But for the last 10 years, the market has effectively just gone straight up. So regardless of what you did, throw a dart at the dartboard, you probably have done pretty well. That does not mean that you didn't succeed in spite of yourself or in spite of your advisor or in spite of whoever's giving you advice. So I would say as we enter into the next five years, do a thorough investigation of what you have and how it will react in different market conditions. So rather than just saying, hey, I'm probably good because it's worked over the last 10 years, let's actually be smart about this. Let's sit down, design a plan and make sure that we're on track. And if you can do that yourself, great. If you can't, uh, look at a professional, call my office. Let's find out if 
you are on the right path. The number is 614-364-7300, 614-364-7300. When we talk about a bull market, we all know what that is, but let's give the definition of a bear market. And, and people are like, since we possibly are heading to one, people are like, well, how long could this last? Yeah, well, bear markets, again, um, is when the market falls by 20%. Um, this is in contrast to a correction, by the way, a correction. I know these are very subtle differences, but a correction is the market pulls back by 10%. A bear market is it pulls back by greater than 20%. So, you know, what does that mean? Well, you know, it doesn't mean that the market is not going to do well in the long run, but it does mean that we have incredible volatility. And what I know from doing this for 20 years is, although people will come in consistently and say, you know, I understand the market goes up, the market goes down. It is what it is. I just put my blinders on and I, I, I just ignore all of that because I know in the long run, everything's going to work out. The reality is when you look at, you know, a million dollar portfolio go down by $300,000 very, very quickly, or in the instance of COVID just recently, even more than that in a matter of a month, um, those are real numbers. Those are, are, are quite staggering to deal with. And many people just simply cannot handle that level of volatility. And while you might be able to handle it when you're 20, 30, 40 years old, when you're 60, 70 years old, it gets a heck of a lot more difficult to handle because the math goes something like this. All right, well, I know I have enough money to retire on for the next X amount of years. I just lost half of my money. Well, if, if I lose any more than this, I'm not going to be able to, to weather the storm. I, I can't, I won't be able to make it. So I'm going to pull out now. Well, there's only one thing, Diane, that's worse than, than, than leaving your money in cash. And that's taking your money out of cash, putting it in the market, losing half your money, and then putting it back in cash. So the critical part here is the only way that you get that money back in a downturn is by leaving it invested. Well, if you're retired and you're living off of that money, you might not be able to actually leave that money invested because you need some of it to live on. And while when you're investing, I'm sure you've heard, Diane, the, the term dollar cost averaging as you're saving towards retirement, you buy in low, sometimes a little higher, but the balance of those purchases actually favors you in the long run by buying at different time periods into the market. That's called dollar cost averaging, very basic concept of finance. But on the reverse, we call it dollar cost ravaging because you're buying, you're, you end up taking money out of the market while it's going down because you need the money to live on and can actually have really bad unintended consequences. You know, you're not necessarily pulling all of your money out, just part of it that can hurt you. So the key here is, as we enter into a bear market, particularly if you're living off of your investments in retirement, is that you have a well-developed strategy to accommodate for these fluctuations. In other words, I know that I need some of my money invested in the stock market to handle things like the risks of longevity or the risks of inflation, et cetera. But I do need other pieces and parts of my plan to derive income even during these bear market times. So again, it's not that I think a bear market is going to happen next week or the fact that you know, there was a change of the guard in the White House is somehow going to miraculously devastate the economy. But what I do think is that ultimately we will have a bear market and we are overdue for a bear market. And if you're not prepared for it, you can get caught with your pants down. And if that happens to you, it can have really long-lasting, long-term effects. And the last thing you want to do during that is be forced or at least feel like you're emotionally forced to pull your money out of the stock market and effectively lock in those losses forever 
and eliminate your potential of actually succeeding in the long run. So the key to investing, Diane, is very simple. Understand what you're doing, which most people have no idea why the stock market goes up or goes down or how much they should have in the stock market or whether they should have anything in the stock market. But make sure that you have a well-designed plan that will weather these storms. But more importantly, you understand why you are where you are. You understand what that uh, trajectory will look like. So when times like bear markets occur, you don't panic. You understand that there's a piece of your money that may be negatively affected by that, but that in no way jeopardizes your long-term plan because you have other contingency plans in effect. So the key to planning is not just making sure you can make it, but understanding what that glide path will look like so you don't make irrational decisions to get off track. So the key here, as always, Diane, is planning and education. And uh, that's something that you have to seek out and something we do for people on a daily basis. And I highly recommend that everybody goes down that goes down that process hole. And if you'd like to see how the Aptus Blueprint process can work for you, if you have any questions about what Josh is saying, the number to call is 614-364-7300. 614-364-7300. More of the Aptus Retirement Blueprint show with Josh Pick when we come back. Don't forget, you can hear Josh with Bruce Hooley for Money Mondays every Monday evening at 6 on 98.9 The Answer. We'll be back with more of the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show in a moment. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. 7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. Josh, how does the increasing amount of baby boomers reaching retirement Uh, impact the rest of us in or nearing retirement? Well, it's certainly affecting me a lot, Diane, and that, uh, you know, a lot of people are retiring, which is great for my business, you know, because that's the business that I'm in. Uh, But what impact will it have on everybody? Well, let's first talk about, I know you asked what impact it'll have on the rest of us, but what impact will it have on the baby boomers? Well, you have all these people that are in the midst of all of this chaos entering into retirement. Uh, And what a tumultuous time to, to do that. Uh, And why is it tumultuous? Well, one, you may be forced into retirement uh, before you wanted to because your job was eliminated, et cetera. Um, But for uh, on top of that, uh, one challenge that baby boomers have moving forward is we need some safe money in our portfolio and interest rates are at the lowest they've ever been in the history of the economy. So there's a lot of challenges that baby boomers face. We're coming off of the longest bull run, entering into an elect, uh, a change via election, change in the White House, uh, dra- dramatic changes happening that could have an effect on the economy, um, you know, bull run coming potentially to an end, interest rates being at an all-time low, maybe retiring a little earlier than we had planned. Uh, this is a very uh, stressful time for a lot of folks to retire. So definitely want to make sure you have your ducks in a row via planning. 
But for the rest of us, what does it mean? Well, uh, it could mean that upward mobility in our jobs is becoming a little bit more open. Maybe there's somebody that's been above you in your, uh, in your job position that has been there for a really long time. They're tremendous at their job and, and essentially they were your glass ceiling. If they retire, maybe there's some more mobility that we could uh, you know, move up in the environment. Um, the other is we're gonna have some challenges on how we as a working populace, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about our contributions to social security. There is gonna be a dramatic strain placed on social security and healthcare plans via Medicare uh, over the next coming years. You're gonna have the largest influx in retirees going on social security and collecting medical benefits via Medicare um, than has ever happened before. And the people who are working are gonna have to help foot that bill. So I think that you know, there's some risk uh, for people who are continuing to work as to what are our taxes gonna look like via social security and Medicare taxes moving forward. Biden's talking about increasing um, you know, in a certain select category, but that does not mean that that's gonna solve the problem. There's gonna need to be more significant changes uh, coming down the pipe or uh, benefits are simply gonna have to change. So uh, something to stay tuned to, but could obviously have a pretty significant impact on everybody, not just the, you know, the 400,000 earners and up. It's been a tough year uh, for everyone with, with COVID, uh, with the political climate. What are, some people are just completely off their retirement plan. How do we help them or what are some good ways for people to get back on track? Well, one, and I'm big into this, Diane, is is try and keep your world small. Um, You know, the military talks about this all the time is how do you get through all this difficult training Well, you keep your world small? And what I mean by that is try not to turn an ant into an anthill. So it's very easy and we're all subject to this, myself included where you go, you know, I, uh, I don't have extra money. I can't do this. I'm not saving at the same rate that I was. And, and you just start kind of steamrolling. You know, my wife jokes with me, she goes, you're spiraling, you know, because you start just making things bigger than they are. So first things first, control what you can. So if you've been displaced or, or your stress levels are high, et cetera, try and control what you can, that will build momentum. And, and again, this isn't necessarily financial planning as much as it is just, you know, I don't want to sound like a, a personal power speaker here, but uh, I promise I'll get to the finance. We, we need it. it. But, we need it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Try and keep your world small. Try and build momentum. So take care of yourself. You know, there's nothing stopping you from, uh, you know, getting a little bit of exercise, um, cleaning up the kitchen, you know, doing something that feels productive and starts the process in the right direction. Number two, we talked about this earlier, is do something that you feel is improving your situation financially now. So we talked about, you know, maybe taking some of the stress off by going for a walk or, or whatever it is that you do that makes you take the stress off, but then do something. So, hey, I've extinguished my emergency fund. Um, I'm starting to, you know, I added a bunch of uh, debt to my credit card. I had to tap into my 401k, whatever the, the, the seemingly terrible things are that you had to do to get over the hump. Now maybe you have a job again and you're trying to chip away, but it just looks like an insurmountable hill to climb. You know, I, I got $5,000 on my credit card. Uh, you know, I'm going to pay it off a hundred bucks a month. That's going to take forever. Still start, start chipping away. And on top of that, if you can save five, 10, $50 a month, whatever it is, start doing it. As you start building momentum, it'll make you feel a heck of a lot better. I, prom- I promise. 
and avoid the emotional decision-making. In other words, don't just start making knee-jerk reactions. Relax, take the stress off, start taking positive steps in the right direction, but don't pull all your money out of the market. Don't, uh, you know, don't make crazy, uh, drastic decisions. If you were forced into early retirement, this is one, Diane, that I've, I've encountered on both sides. It's been quite interesting as COVID's come about. I've had several clients go, you know, I was planning on retiring this year um, because I was just sick of driving into the office and now I get to work from home. I might work for a couple extra years. You know, it's almost like they got a, a saving grace and they, they almost feel guilty about it because they go, man, I got my dream job now all of a sudden. Or I was planning on retiring at the end of the year and my company uh, laid me off, but gave me severance till the first quarter of the year. So I actually ended up better off than I thought I was going to. And that's on the positive end, but on the negative end, um, you know, I was forced into retirement. I'm 65 years old. I had a very specialized occupation. I doubt I'll be able to find another job. I plan on working for another two or three years. And, and now that's not in the cards. Well, don't throw your hands up in the air and think it's all for naught and it's all lost. Um, that's just the time to take small steps, get back to the plan, make sure, see what, the, what life holds for you now. So call my office, we'll sit down, we'll go through everything. And, you know, a lot of times people come in, Diane, and they think that it's, it's gloom and it's doom and it's all over. And then after we meet with them, it, it, we kind of go, what were you so worried about? You know, you're, you're fine. You can retire exactly the way you thought you wanted to. Um, you just had a number in your head that was based not in fact, but based on some emotion or something you heard on CNBC. Or, you know, I hear all the time people will come in and say, I was told I needed, you know, a million dollars to be able to retire. The reality is that's not the case for most people. So don't, don't assume that you need, you know, $20 billion to be able to retire. Let's actually do the math and see where you stand. That in and of itself will be empowering. Even if you think, hey, I might end up getting, getting laid off. I, I made it through the first round of cuts, but I have a feeling if we quarantine again, there might be another round and I don't know that I'll make it through that one. Perfect time to come in. Let's go over your situation and see, should you be terrified about that? Yes or no? And I'm not saying that I can always tell people that there's nothing to fear, but at least know if you should be fearful or not. And sometimes people are fearful when they don't need to be. So uh, I guess, you know, as we enter into these, potentially it looks like uh, rocky times, information is power and comfort. So make sure you get all the information at your fingertips, keep your world small, make positive changes. And let's make sure that we understand what options we have through planning. And I think a lot of people, you hit the nail on the head, a lot of people are fearful. And I think people have to remember that there's a ton of opportunity in a down market. Ton. There's always, you know, there's, there's, there's two sides to every coin. So um, just because you see something as being negative doesn't mean there isn't a bull market somewhere else in something, you know, whether that's, you know, the real estate market is, is booming. Um, but, you know, Hertz just filed bankruptcy. Obviously the rental car market isn't doing really well as travel is down. But just because travel is down doesn't mean that, you know, the housing market isn't doing very strong right now. So there's always pros and cons to each. You just got to focus your energy on positive things and things that can actually improve your life rather than constantly pointing at the bad things that are happening in an economy. And part of that is just having a good sounding board to bounce things off of and also just making sure that you have a plan for your life. I mean, you wouldn't go to the gym and say, hey, today I'm going to work out. And what are you going to do? I don't have the slightest idea. I don't know how to use any of this equipment. 
I don't know how to lift anything. Uh, I don't know how to use a, re- use a treadmill. And then you just go stand in the middle of the gym, staring at the wall. Well, I think 80%, of, ask- 80% of the people in my gym do exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they look at their Facebook page on their phone while they're yeah, sitting in the, on the sure. equipment. No, but I think the key there is you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily do that. You'd ask somebody, how do I turn on this machine? What do, you know, how do I do it? Maybe you do some reading. Well, the same thing applies to financial planning. You know, ask somebody. Am I in a good position? Yes or no? Uh, Call my office. Let's walk through it. Let's see what your situation actually looks like. But sometimes, oftentimes, I tell my kids this all the time as I try and get them to go to bed and they go, you know, one more hug, dad, you know, it's dark in here. Um, Oftentimes, what you're afraid of does not warrant your attention. It's not even something you really need to be afraid of. You're just unaware of what the reality looks like. Let's walk people through the blueprint process that you take them through. Yeah, through the process, again, the objective here in the process is to educate you on your situation, the choices that you have, and how to make your situation as bulletproof as possible in the long run under the confines of what you're comfortable with. So through this process, we want to, in meeting one, we want to learn everything about you. And part of that is what are your fears? What are your goals? And what is what are your risk colors? What are you comfortable with? You know, not everybody has to have a whole bunch of money in the stock market. And on the other side, some people don't have any money in the stock market because they don't know how it even works or what to look out for. So we want to find all those things out about you and what you've been doing up to this point in the way of savings and building assets to accomplish your goals. And meeting number two, we're going to analyze the goals that you told us you had, the things that you've acquired via assets to do that, along with the savings that you plan on continuing to do until you retire, and see, is your arrow going to hit the target? What are some things that could get in the way? In other words, are you investing far too risky, or are you not? Or you do not have any risk built into your portfolio at all, and things like inflation could be a big risk for you. And then in meeting three, we'll develop a blueprint to solve any of the problems or any of the scenarios that could adversely affect uh, your goals in meeting number two. And that blueprint is an actionable plan that will help you get to where you want to go, minimize risk, taxes, et cetera. And then meeting number four, through all of that, was this process useful for you? And would you like to become a client? Would we be a good fit for one another moving forward? Financial planning done correctly is a very involved process and a very long-term relationship. So we don't want to enter into that relationship too quickly. Uh, We want to make sure that we understand and we have reasonable expectations on both sides of the table. But in meeting four, we'll decide if that's something that we both want to do. The number is 614-364-7300. And just a reminder, you can hear Josh every Monday at six with Bruce Hooley on Money Mondays on 98.9 The Answer. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with host Josh Pick. Josh helps guide his clients through retirement by managing risk instead of chasing returns. He calls it a blueprint, and you can get started at no cost or obligation. Give the team at Aptus Wealth a call today to schedule your consultation at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300 or online at aptuswealth.com. That's A-P-T-U-S wealth.com. To learn strategies to manage risk in the new economy, join us again next weekend right here at 98.9 The Answer.
Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. 